guys doing okay? Did it make you sleepy? It was a little, was a little bit of a sleepy-ish combination, combination, conversation, but. <sighs> oh, did you just, oh, you just woke up? You guys are so funny. So the, if you didn't catch the, the theme of this, it's the second session, it's generosity. So we'll go, I'm not gonna try to recap anything, but we're gonna actually recap the first session, which was what, six months ago? <laughs> it feels like it was forever. So if you wanna keep track of what he calls the foundation stones, there's three of them in each session. You could take a screenshot if you want. Um, this is basically just a little condensed uh, snapshot. So we have foundation stone number one was freedom. Honor calls people to perfect freedom. The ability to express the Father's design for our relationships and reproduce His kingdom of love. So freedom. In order to honor one another, we, we need to know how to, what freedom is. Foundation stone number two, valuing relationships. Honor involves valuing and building and protecting relationships. And then foundation stone number three was destiny. Honor sees how individual destinies are connected to our common purpose on earth as it is in heaven. You guys are probably thinking, I don't remember covering that, but you did. If you want to go back and re-watch it, or if you weren't here and missed the first one, I do have a YouTube link for anyone in the church to go to. It's a private link. It's not, you can't Google, or you can't search it on YouTube and find it. I didn't want to infringe on any copyright stuff, so I just uploaded it to a, a secret uh, YouTube group. And if you want the link, I'll, I'll send it to you. So you just got to let me know later. Okay, so now we're going to go into the Father's abundance. So we have three more foundation stones. So the first one is the Father's abundance. Do I have some readers in the room who want to help read tonight? Oh yeah, I should turn the lights up a little bit. You got the microphone? We want to let whoever's going to re help read. Yeah, just take all those scriptures and read them for us if you would. <laughs> just take them all. He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Say all things. All, all things. things. Romans 8.32. Indeed, I have all. Say all. 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 And abound. Say abound. 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 And my God shall supply all. Say all. All. All your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Philippians 4, 18 through 19. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life, say life. Life. And that they may have it more abundantly. 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 John 10, 10. <laughs> Car is ready to preach through these scriptures. He's going to get it in us. That's good. Okay, so the Father has appointed his sons and daughters as heirs of limitless, a limitless abundance of his kingdom. 
all the love, joy, hope, wisdom, revelation, courage, healing. Did I say courage? Did I say healing? And grace we could ever need to reach our potential as lovers of God and people are ours. Stepping towards our Father and His mind-boggling promises requires us to replace a lack, a lack mindset with an abundance mindset. This is, this is the takeaway tonight. This is how we grow in the kingdom. This is how we, we become transformed from glory to glory. It's trading one thing and replacing it with another. It's replacing lies with truth. It's replacing one mindset, an earthly or carnal or whatever mindset with a kingdom mindset. And so this focus on this, this session is replacing a lack mindset. I always think of our friend Dave, lack. You'd say it kind of like that, lack. If you have lack in your finances, you just declare. He was a name it, claim it guy, but anyway. So we want to replace a lack mindset. We want to have the mind of Christ, right? In the mind of Jesus, the mind of heaven, the, the, the realm of heaven is abundance. It's limitless. So we honor the Father by joyfully asking for and receiving His more than enough for our lives and by pouring out the resources of our lives to those around us. Leaders who lead with honor model and impart an abundance mentality by offering resources, opportunities, and guidance to help people dream, grow, and expand their horizons of hope and possibility. Now, I know you're probably like looking at that list there and putting it up against me. Is he doing? I'm trying, I'm learning, and I'm, I'm trying to be more abundant in, in uh, yeah. I wanna, I wanna be an abundant, I wanna be an empowerer, really, as, as a lead pastor. I wanna empower people. I think we do a pretty okay job at that. We, we like to give a lot of opportunities in this little house. There's not a ton of opportunities to do a lot of things, but, but the opportunities that we do have, we, we wanna put that forth. Okay, core value. Who wants to read the core value? You got the microphone. Just pop a hand up and we'll give you the mic. Well, don't everybody run to it at once. Who's Barb? There's no one here named Barb. By the way, just so you guys know, um, I am recording this so that any of our people that miss a session, they can hear the discussion and go through it. So. Core value. People of honor carry an abundance mindset based on the Father's heart to supply every son and daughter with the resources, opportunities, and wisdom they need to flourish, succeed, and overflow with blessings to others. Sounds good. Sounds like a good core value. So here's foundation stone number five. You want to read this one, Tammy? Sure. There you go. Therefore do not worry, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For after, for after all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Matthew 6, 31 to 33. So foundation stone number five is abundance, which we covered, and authority. Abundance and authority. All right. There's more scriptures. Keep on reading, baby. All right. Then Jesus answered and said to them, 
Most assuredly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of himself, but what he sees the Father do. For whatever he does, the Son also does in like manner. For the Father loves the Son and shows him all things that he himself does. And he will show him greater works than these that you may marvel. John 5, 19 to 20. Okay. So Jesus demonstrated his Father's more than enough for every situation or person he encountered. But he also made it clear that abundance flowed through his life because he was fully submitted to the Father's will. As sons and daughters, our, abundant, our abundance mentality must be connected with the value of honoring and aligning ourselves with the Father's mission and the leaders he has raised up to equip us to fulfill that mission. Some people mistakenly think that honor either enforces a hierarchical authority structure in relationships or else flattens or removes authority altogether, plural leadership. But, but honoring environments, which is what we are wanting to cultivate here, an honoring environment, honoring environments have powerful leaders that lead and empower and equip people just as Jesus did. People of honor carry a value of submitting, which is protecting relationship out of love. Okay, that's a really good definition of submitting. It's not like, do as I say. That's a lot of us, probably me, I, get, I think that in my mind when I hear the word submit, you know, it means that. But it's actually, in, in the kingdom sense, it is protecting our relationships. We, we're actually called to submit to one another in love. It's not just everyone submit to one leader, but we submit, we, we yield to, to each other in love. So people of honor carry a value of submitting, which is protecting relationship out of love and staying accountable to godly leaders, fathers and mothers in their lives. So the core value, while the resources of the father's house are unlimited, they flow to and through us as we become fully aligned with his heart and his mission and with the leaders he has called us to equip us to, excuse me, and with the leaders he has called to equip us to fulfill that mission. You guys doing okay so far? Is this making any sense? Is it a word salad and you're just like ready to take a nap? Okay. If you need to take screenshots, I think I mentioned that once, go ahead and do it. Or if you've got the book, the study guide or whatever, you can um, go back over this stuff and highlight. So foundation stone number six. So here's our third one. Generosity. Everyone say generosity. 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 Now say imagination. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. For those SpongeBob fans in the room. <clears throat> I'll look right over at Ethan. He was one big SpongeBob fan when he was a little kid. He was. <laughs> All right. Who wants to read? There we go. I like it when we don't have to beg. Someone read. Foundation stone number six, generosity. The world of the generous gets larger and larger. The world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. The one who blesses others is abundantly blessed. Those who help others are helped. Proverbs 11, 24 through 25. The message. The message translation. 
God loves it when the giver delights in the giving. God can pour on the blessings in astonishing ways so that you're ready for anything and everything, more than just ready to do what needs to be done. This most generous God who gives seed to the farmer that becomes bread for your meals is more than extravagant with you. He gives you something you can then give away, which grows into full-formed lives, robust in God, wealthy in every way, so that you can be generous in every way, producing with us great praise to God. 2 Corinthians 9, 7-11. Message. Cara, did you notice he didn't have us repeat any words there? We could have all said extravagant together. <laughs> extravagant. <laughs> abundantly. Well, we could make up a song, extravagantly, abundantly. And clap our hands as we... Generous. Generous. Generosity. Okay, this, is, this next part's good. This opened my eyes when I was typing this. The English word generous originally means of noble birth. Let that sink in. I think that's powerful. It brings a whole new mindset dimension for me. We know that we're a kingdom people. We know that we are a royal priesthood, you know, royal believers, sons and daughters crowned with regal or royal authority. And generosity means of noble birth. That's awesome. Generosity has always been an expression of nobility, and it should be a defining quality of the fathers, sons, and daughters. When we imitate the generosity of our Father, we reveal His heart and bring Him glory and honor. We also honor those He has asked us to bless. The Bible is clear that generosity is a mutual blessing to the giver and receiver. So the core value, Generosity is an essential joy, privilege, and responsibility for people of honor. Is that a heavy? Is that, is that putting something heavy on you? Good, okay. I didn't think so. I think it's good. I like that last word. The Bible is clear. Yeah. Generosity is a mutual blessing to the giver and receiver. And this, obviously, this is not talking about just finances. Sometimes I think we limit generosity to our giving, helping people. But I, I believe it, it's our heart, our whole attitude. It's our time. You know, people used to narrow down your time, talent, and treasure, the three T's. But really it is, you know, I can be stingy like Seth was saying. You know, I, there's times, you, anyone in this room ever get compassion fatigue? <laughs> You just, you're, you're done. You're like, there's too many people that need compassion. I've only got so much to give away. <laughs> it's so important that we take care of ourselves. By sp and not just take care of ourselves. And I, we talked about this, was that on Wednesday? About, or Sunday. On Sunday, we were mentioning that thing. They say, they say never make a big decision when you are halt, H-A-L-T. Halt is hungry angry, lonely, or tired. So deal with your hunger, deal with your anger, deal with your loneliness, and deal with getting good sleep. And that will create a better you, 
and so make good decisions when you're not any of those things. Does that make sense? In other words, just take take care of yourself, get good rest, get eat healthy if you can, you know, try to get some exercise or whatever. Spend time in the word, worship God. I mean, I think we all got that part down pretty good. Yeah, and I would almost say, and I know this is kind of me injecting my own thing, but we're basically at the end of it here. So my last my last two cents to throw in, not only taking care of your, your whole self and your, your spending time with your family and your primary relationships aren't being neglected, right? Like a pastor of the church should never be married to the ministry, okay? This right here, and I'm a lucky guy, this is my number one ministry right here. Amen. I know, God was good to me. He was really good to me. He was. <laughs> All right. I, I'll find something later on just to kind of humble her a little bit. <laughs> no, I'm joking, I'm joking. Um, this is my number one ministry, and my five kids are a part of that number one ministry. And for those who are in the ministry, by the way, we're all in the ministry. We've preached this, and I heard it today. Only 2% of the church, the body of Christ, is actually in full-time paid ministry. We're all in full-time ministry, but only about 2% do it as a career and get paid for it. The rest of us, we're offering the gospel for free. I'm just like you guys. I'm working a job, too, and uh, that's my bread and butter is the post office. So, yeah. Is that the angels coming in the room? <laughs> so take care of yourself. Take care of your, your number one ministry. And I would say the most important thing in that is to, you know, that's the, the horizontal. I mean, the yeah, the horizontal. Take care of the horizontal relationship part. And then the vertical. We have to know what he's telling us yeah. to do. As that scripture before this commentary was saying you know Jesus he, he wanted to hear what the father was saying I don't remember if that's the exact scripture but he would do what the father told him he would spend time in prayer seeking the Lord so the things that he did to minister came out of what God showed him and released him to do in other words you and I individually on your own you need to figure out what your piece is that God's yeah. given you your the piece of your the, the puzzle piece or the piece of the pie that you are to maintain and you are to, to take care of, you have to make sure that that is what you do, not someone else putting a piece of their pie on your plate, right? Yeah. People, if you got a plate and they see it, they want to put some of their stuff on yours. Yeah. Well, you can help me. Well, maybe, if that's what God is calling you to do. If God is giving you grace, everything should be of faith. If, if it's not of faith, the Bible says it's sin. So. We need to, I don't want to complicate that scripture, but we just need to have peace and know in our relationship with God and the flow of his spirit in our lives that the grace is on us to do things that people ask us to do. And we, we need to make sure we're doing what he's called us to do and not neglecting what he's called us to do stuff other people are wanting us to do. Does that make sense? Okay. Does that help? That's the thing that we grabbed onto a long time ago. We're like... I've got my peace, and I keep my peace. That's how I keep my peace, by maintaining. Yeah, if we don't have peace about something, we're like, okay, we're not supposed to be doing this. And there's a difference between being stretched and just not having peace about something. And so we've had to learn what's our peace, 
and does that help us keep our peace? So, yeah, because people will throw everything at you. So, and stretching is good. Stretching God, is God very will good. stretch your capacity. God knows we've all gone through situations, um, things happen in our family structure. Uh, a family member get falls ill, and you get stretched. Your you find at that point that your assignment from God is to take care of that family member. My dad knows exactly what I'm referring to. That was his number one ministry for the last couple years. It's been a full year now, but that was his number one ministry was taking care of my mom. That was the call of God, and he knew he had peace in it, but it stretched. It stretched him. It was exhausting, right? But he knew, and if someone else wanted to put something else on his plate, he knew that he just, that's, I can't do that. So some people have a hard time saying no. I'm not looking at anyone either because I don't know if any. I don't know why I looked at you the first time. Some people have a hard time saying no. I am not a, a person. I don't like conflict. So you might have already discovered that I'm not one that likes conflict, and I'm I'm not a people pleaser. But I don't like to say no. So I always have to figure out a way if it doesn't feel right to be able to say no without feeling like I'm offending people or not valuing them. So it's a it's something that I'm working on. I try to try to do in a healthy way. Right, Ethan, when I tell you no? Say, no, boy, go back to your room. <laughs> okay, so here's the end of this. Let's, let's do a little, little cap on this. So the cultural effects, an abundance mentality. When we have an abundance mentality, people are expected and empowered to run after their God-given calling and dreams, confident that, they, that all they need will be supplied, right? That's, that's Bible right there. Our God will supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory. That's a healthy mindset to take on. He's going to provide. He gives you provision for the vision. Second point, leaders work to give people opportunities and to put them in roles where they will excel and grow. The second part of the cultural effects is authority. So we already covered each one of those, but now we're kind of recapping authority. So people look for opportunities to serve because they love their leaders. Well, I hope they love their leaders. Maybe they don't. Anyway, as long as you love Jesus. That's people lo look for opportunities to serve because they love their leaders and believe in the mission. I think you guys are here for that. You, you Not necessarily because you love us. I mean, we love you guys, so I hope you love us. But you know what we're called. You know what we're building. You know what we're called to do. And you've you've seen that. You've tasted of it. And you're like, yeah, this is something we want to we want to back up. We want to see this established and take deep root in our city and grow and make an impact. Because, well, and we could go over the whole list of of what our vision is for this house. So. They love their leaders and believe in the mission. Leaders work themselves out of a job by raising up people around them to be partners. There's no better feeling than to not have to be here, to be able to go on vacation and know that you guys can just take care of this place and you know, everyone grabs a, a part of the responsibilities, even if it's just showing up and cheering the people that have to preach who aren't regularly preaching and they're like, oh, you know, I've got to preach now. And, Am I going to go too long? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> okay, sorry. That was an inside joke towards David <clears throat> and Cara. Generosity, last part. People enjoy giving and give extravagantly. 
Second point, people don't throw money at problems, they invest in people. I just want to go back to leaders working themselves out of jobs. <laughs> we should always be trying to reproduce ourselves and other people and never be like, I've arrived, this is it, this is mine, nobody else is going to do this. Like, we need to be reproducing people because the church is always going to grow. Um, even if it's in your workplace, you're not going to be there forever. You need to reproduce yourself. So. It's good. It's good, Tammy. It's a good word. Reproduce. I'm trying to be careful here. <laughs> I know you are. So I'm staring at you. <laughs> like, keep moving. <laughs> All right. So here's your homework. So if you want to take your screenshots, I just got to remind you guys. <laughs> Screenshot. All right. Homework. Study. Abundance, we have Luke 11, 9 through 13. I'm not going to read each reference. Luke, Matthew, on abundance, we have authority, Ephesians 6. We have generosity. Consider how these different translations render Isaiah 32, 8. And meditate on the connection between being generous, being noble, and being honorable. You said it's all going to be on the YouTube thing? Yes. Well, um, no, the YouTube is just the video that we watch together. But what we're recording now is just what, we're, what you're hearing. So if you want to look that up, I would recommend taking a quick screenshot of that, or you can get it later. But I mean, you have time, because we still got to read the other half of it. And I like to talk and ramble. Everyone's like, come on, just get done with it. I'm not looking at anybody. <laughs> pray. So study, scripture, pray. Okay, so we want to invite the Lord to show us any area of our lives where we believe there isn't enough. Ask Him to align your thinking and faith with the truth of His abundance. Ask for greater faith to ask. If, if you don't have faith to ask for more, ask God to give me faith then. I need faith for this. Ask for greater faith to ask, receive, and give in ways that befit a true son or daughter. Pray for every leader you know. Thank you guys in advance. <laughs> Pray for every leader you know to encounter, communicate, and demonstrate the Father's heart in a greater measure. Pray for a heart of honor to obey and stay accountable to the leaders God has placed in your life as unto him. At, and those are Danny's words, not mine. Just so you don't think I'm trying to manipulate you guys, control you or something. But, I mean, it's, it's, it's good. It's, good. It, it's biblical. I'm try, I, have, I have a hard time, I guess, with being in that spot where I'm reading something like that. It'd be kind of like me reading the Bible with Tammy about wives submit to your husbands. <laughs> and then I just read it in a weird tone. And Anyway, okay. <laughs> yeah, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> And then the last point, ask God for increased wisdom. We're told we should ask for wisdom, right? And believe. Ask God for increased wisdom in devising generous things. I don't know what that means, devising generous things. And increased joy and cheerfulness in giving. I guess that would be coming up with generous ways, ways of, of displaying generosity. Yeah. Could be. David seeing some old lady in the grocery store parking lot struggling with her cart and why let me help you 
and then put your arm out. And, and she'd hit you over the head with her bag. She'd be like, weirdo. OK, last part. Here's the do part. Everyone wants to know what to do. Do. Part of developing your abundance mentality is exercising your imagination to dream bigger. Write down your top 10 dreams and look how you can better align your imagination with the reality of your father's abundance. If you guys have never read the book by Bill Johnson called Dreaming with God, I would encourage you, if you're really wanting to understand what he's talking about here, Bill really goes into this whole lifestyle and culture of dreaming. Dreaming, dreaming is thinking about the future and possibilities with God with your eyes open and awake. You're just going there with him. Write down your top 10 dreams. Look how you can better align your imagination with the reality of the Father's abundance. Choose one or two of the people you are fathering, mothering, leading, or influencing, and give them an encouraging word. Now, this is a good assignment right here. I think we can all easily do this one. Give them an encouraging word about how the Father sees them or how they are honoring the Father through their lives. And they don't have to necessarily see you as someone who's fathering them or mothering them. You just kind of know someone that God's putting on your heart. Give them an encouraging word. Choose a person, family group, excuse me, choose a person, family, group, or organization you would like to honor with a gift of some kind this year. Time, money, service, etc. Ask God for a strategy for what and when to give and enjoy the process of planning, saving, and giving. I think those are some fun, yeah. cool ideas that actually could do some stretching. They could stretch. All right, we are officially done.